welcome to um, another episode of the Weekend Wire. Uh, we don't even do this on a weekend anymore, really, but we yeah. <laughs> made make a new graphic <laughs> and come up with a new name. So that's going to be. Um, we have RO on the line as always. Um, and so last time we talked, we had a um, we were getting excited about the start of the seeding games and they've been going on for a couple of days now. Um, and it's, they've been really competitive, super entertaining. Um, a lot of them have been super close, um, some great comebacks in these games. Um, and s- some takeaways that I've had, um, in the games that I've watched, um, has, mostly been that teams are never you can never count out teams in these games um i think that we saw it in the rockets and bucks game um two days ago and same with the celtics blazers game where the blazers were down what 24 and then damon cj and gary Trent just got hot and started making everything um so that's been really interesting but touching on the Rockets is the team I wanted to hit first um, because they've been really impressive to me. And I've seen a lot of, I've seen two entertaining and great wins out of them over the Mavericks and Bucks, as I mentioned earlier. Um, so did you watch any of that, um, the Mavericks game? Cause we can start with that. Yeah. So I watched most of the Mavs game, um, but I only watched really the end of the game, their game against Milwaukee. Um, this is going on at the same time as the Mavs, uh, Phoenix game. So I have my priorities, um, with Phoenix there. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so in that Mavs game, um, Harden, Harden comes out and he, he doesn't miss a shot in the first quarter. Um, He's doing step backs, hitting threes. There's not a lot of defense in this game to begin with. There is no defense at yeah. all. <laughs> I mean, he, um, so he was able to score 23 in the first quarter. They actually took him out with three minutes left in the first, so he could have had maybe 30. Um, and then the Mavs started doing what a lot of teams have done to Harden, and uh, a lot of teams do this to Steph Curry too, um, trapping him at the top, making him – make a play, get the ball out of his hands. Um, What I noticed is, so he didn't, he didn't score in that second quarter. Um, So they were just trapping it in half court, but every time he would hit Westbrook in the short roll and have it where Westbrook is either attacking the basket or finding shooters, that seemed to be a super successful play for them. Um, that's generally where they're going to get most of their points anyways especially like once they get to the playoffs I think a lot of teams are going to do that thing where you don't want the ball in Harden's hands you don't want him isolating up top and so yeah you send two guys over there Westbrook is I mean especially now they got that small lineup like he's got nobody in front of him once he gets ahead of steam going in the lane and he I mean most of the time makes a makes the right decision I mean he He's a little iffy sometimes, but uh, more than often you can count on him to, to make the right pass. So. One of the finishes he has, it's almost like he's posting up. Like he was just able to yeah. abuse um, Seth Curry and um, a couple other of the Dallas wings, like Trey Burke, who was great in this game. He had, I think he was like seven for nine from three. But um, 
yeah, like you said, he's he has so much downhill space, and the Rockets. It seems like the Rockets role players are just. It's been this way for a while, but they're just super content to stand in the corner, get their stats, and then play great defense. Um, oh yeah, I mean it's super stagnant offense, but like it works. Yeah, <laughs> it, it 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 allows them to conserve energy, I'm sure, and um and you can see that, especially in the Milwaukee game, they. Tons of deflections by Tucker, Covington, Harden, the, all of those guys um, just staying really active around the ball. Um, even when Brooke Lopez was trying to post up against some of their 6'8 or 6'9 uh, swingmen for the Rockets. Um, yeah, that's not easy. And he's not really a traditional big man either. So now, yeah. anyways. So. But the, the story in the Mavericks game was um, so Rockets come down. Um, and they're down three and Harden Harden gets trapped up top and I think it was a uh, Dennis Smith fouls him and Harden as he does will just shoot try to get the shooting foul and a lot I of thought people, it was a shooting foul like I live at least um and the refs they reviewed it said no it was two shot fouls so um Mavs are in the I mean Rockets are in the bonus obviously so he went to the line um and makes the first, and then on the second free throw, they're still down two. And he didn't miss it on purpose, but it Absolutely. sort of reached out. Covington is on the opposite side of the lane to where the ball is, to where the ball comes off the rim. He jumps around and tips it in with three seconds left. And, and no one bots him out. Is completely free. They have Porzingis on the floor. For some reason, Carlisle didn't even think about bringing Boban back in, which doesn't make a lot of sense because I think they had timeouts if they were trying to get a shot off after that, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. There, oh, were, yeah. there was about four seconds left. They didn't have to go to the length of the court to try to win the game. But um, the the Mavs blow that rebound. They And then just to touch on the Mavs, they, they blew that game. They blew the game to your sons a couple yeah, weeks ago. Um, that, was, that was messy, though, because – they uh, they just fall apart in the fourth. Like they they can't figure it out, and I don't know if it's like a matter of like Luca getting tired and like Kristaps getting tired or like what the deal is. But like they just can't uh, like the same buckets that they were getting in the first half. Like it just doesn't come as naturally anymore. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know if that's yeah. like defense is keying in or if it's them getting tired. Like I I really don't know. But it's a pattern. It's it's happening now. It happened before the break. Yep. I don't know. It's been a common theme for them. There's there's a there's a game against the Nuggets that I had recorded that I was watching. It was similar stuff. They just couldn't the shot selection was just not at all the same. It was like it's almost like they were playing the Raptors defense down the stretch every single game, um, which would be a nightmare. And we can touch on them later. But um, so to staying on the Rockets though, um, I do think there's some credence to thinking that the bubble is a really good environment for them. Um, I've been overexcited on the Rockets in the past, but (laughs) I do think that the lack of crowds with the volume of shooting kind of can help some of their guys not get psyched out. 
Yeah, I was going to mention um, at the start, like just an overall bubble thing is that there's no crowd, so you don't really get those like momentum shifts in the same way exactly. Yeah, that's um, we're still I'm... seeing a lot of like runs, but like it's not like the crowd doesn't get into it. It's not building up to like, oh man, like they're on a 10-0 run, like they're about to. Stress yeah, it's not. Out. There's no like Warriors circa 2016 Oracle runs yeah. it's just overwhelming. It's every single shot, the crowd just gets louder and louder, and yeah. it just doesn't happen. And I think the Rockets have been on the receiving end of plenty of those moments in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I mean, they took, they took an NBA record 61 threes in the game against Milwaukee. And they made, I think only, they, I mean, a good amount, but 22 of them. Um, not a crazy so percentage. Like, but when you're in taking a regular in, game, I think, yeah, you're missing a lot of, a lot, a lot more of them. Yeah. Um, and even Tuck, Tucker in that game was, I think like two for 11 before he hit one at the end. And, you would think that would just be a death sentence for them because he's so important to what they do, especially against a, a team as good as the Bucks. But um, so, and part of the reason why they took 61 threes is because um, if you look at the defensive numbers for the Bucks, they actually allow the most threes in the league. It's been their philosophy all year. Um, they try to take away free throws and layups and then um, sort of allow threes to more of the weaker shooters on some of these teams' rotations, but the Rockets really don't have that. Yeah, they, yeah. So they're kind of the perfect team to exploit that. And that that was um, – this was a crazy game. Um, the Rockets' defense was not great until the fourth, and then they completely locked up. Harden was really able to just stop Giannis at will in some of those possessions with a minute. At the end left. of the game, like, Giannis made some weird decisions too, I felt like. Yeah, he kind of, he would he would back down Harden. He always has he has a size advantage, and he would just either pass out or throw up a bad shot. And yeah. Rockets, with all their crazy energy and deflections, were really able to exploit some of his, um, I guess, hesitation. And um, even though Brook Lopez had a lot of success posting up uh, Tucker and others in this game, there's a lot of a lot of possessions where he kind of just like awkward dinosaur arm like later flow up later uh floater layup thing where he would just uh-huh. throw it at the basket and it would go in um and that was kind of annoying I was openly I'm basically at this point openly rooting for the Rockets in any game except <laughs> um the Pelicans um I, I just love watching them and their play style so much I think it's so um fascinating and Another problem that people have said about them is that the rebound advantage is, is going to become too much, but the Bucks had plus 30 and as a team, and it didn't matter. Um, they were down – I think the, the Rockets were down were eight for like two minutes left. They were down eight with like three, two or three minutes left, and they came back and won. And well, it's not like it's not a low possession game. Like none of the games that they're going to play are going to be low possession games. So getting those rebounds really don't matter that much in the overall scheme of things. Yeah, especially if if they can focus on limiting offensive rebounding, yeah, rather than defensive. I mean, because they're not like they're not going to try to get offensive rebounds on their own threes anyway. Except it's yeah. except if it's Westbrook just crashing like he sometimes does. Um, and Giannis actually at the end he got he didn't get called for a goaltending and a lot of people have been pointing out how uh, like the officiating has been so beneficial to him in some of these games but it was true in the Celtics game which I wanted to 
uh, touch on next. Um, should have fouled out. Where he should have fouled out like yeah. three or four times and just never got the call or the, they just never called it on him. Um, and I mean, we should mention that the Bucks were missing Bledsoe, but um, I don't think that's a huge factor. Um, and even I don't think either of us really rate him that high. The Bucks' offense broke down so much at the end that DiVincenzo was responsible for trying to make plays for them, and that's just that that just doesn't make any sense to me. They have not good three or four better options on the floor. Um, and today they just lost to the Nets. I know they weren't. Maybe you could say they're not taking this game seriously, but they they didn't play any of their starters. I think in the second half, right? Yeah, I. I I do think like bench unit should be able to a bench unit that is supposedly as good as theirs should be able to beat the Nets though. Yeah, I mean the Nets are really bad, so it's not a great look. Um, I know I think Giannis only played at, at like 16 minutes. Middleton played like maybe 20. Um, but yeah, I mean it. It probably should still be a game that you win. I just I, I need to see a statement win from the Bucks to really start. Yeah, I feel like every every week I just get more and more. I take them less seriously. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was going to come against Boston, but then they barely scrapped their way through that. And probably, I think a fair amount of Boston fans would probably have a point in saying they probably should have won that game. Exactly. Um, and yeah, I mean, against the Rockets, they just didn't look good, especially towards the end of the game, which I saw. Like, it's just the offense is so. It's not even really one-dimensional, but, like, there's only so many things that that offense can do. Um, so it's not as versatile as people think, and, I don't know, you take away a couple of their options, and, and they seem to be really struggling. They don't see, yeah, they don't seem to have the ability to adjust very well. Um, and that's been a death ringer for teams in the past. Um, yeah. And you can, you can usually find that a lot of the better coaches are able to make – large adjustments and series uh, like Popovich does with. Well, I've heard Nick Nurse has been doing a ton too. Well, they, they're like, they're like the becoming like the Patriots of the NBA to me. They're just able to switch their schemes every couple games. It seems like to fit the opponent, they dominated the Lakers um, at the end of the game on Saturday. And really mm-hmm. there's, I think with, with four minutes left, they allowed like one shot in the paint and the Lakers were getting clean looks, but some of these defensive rotations are insane. And um, Ananobi was really, really bothering Le- LeBron. Um, I think that's just – I think that's the matchup nightmare for in the finals if you're if you're a Lakers yeah, fan. Um, I, I feel like I'd rather see the Bucks than them. Oh, yeah. 100%. Lakers haven't beat the Bucks since 2014, too. I also saw that. Just that's yeah. It's been a while. That'd be the Raptors. I mean, um, Raptors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I saw that. I was like, they really haven't been the Bucks in that Yeah, long. the Raptors, not the Bucks. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we can touch on that Celtics game. Um, so I think I think Celtics and Rockets have been the, the two teams so far that I've felt the two um, sort of like contending level teams that I've felt best about. Mm-hmm. Um, the greatest like improvement um, relative to their expectations so far in these seeding games. Um, even though the 
the Celtics did not beat the Bucks. Um, Kimba has been on a 20-ish minute restriction for both of their games. And Tatum also shot two for 18 in the Bucks game. Really bad in the first and game. they lost by like four. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I think we mentioned this last week. There's just a giant chasm between Kimba and Brad Wanamaker running off yeah. of Celtics and Kimba looked pretty good, especially in that Bucks game. He looked pretty healthy. And we were, we were, we were concerned about it last week talking about like how he didn't feel great after four months of being off, but he seemed like he had a, like a good spring in his step and was attacking. Um, their, the, the energy on their bench has been um, fun to watch. Um, Jalen Brown was uh, really great in that Blazers game. Um, I didn't watch any of the Blazers games. As was Tatum. I watched, I watched pretty much the second half of it. Okay. Uh, I, I felt like I couldn't turn it off because I felt like the Blazers <laughs> were going to come back, and then they did. Um, and I think, I think that was actually a really impressive win for the Celtics, just having a team like Portland who is fighting nail and tooth against these great teams for their, for their playoff lives. Um, they, they're they're going to play the Rockets tonight. Um, we'll see how that goes. I'm sure it'll be great. Um, the emergence of Gary Trent for Portland. Gary Trent Jr. has been a revelation. He's um, he's basically he's bigger than Dame or CJ, and seems like every time he gets a catch shoot three, he makes it. So he's kind of like filling in for that Seth Curry role almost. Yeah, they just got three guys yeah. who you can never count them out um, to just yeah. hit threes and get their team back in the game. Um. But, but CJ was really, really good when they came back against the Grizzlies. He was huge. And like I, I know Dame, like he's on another level. I know Dame had that layup. That one layup, that yeah. Insane. But CJ was <laughs> CJ hits those like he doesn't need any space for his pull up yeah. threes. It's insane. Like I don't get it. The arc is so low too. It's just very like yeah. it's so quick and it's just like oh shit. Like, I just don't even know how he gets them off. Like, yeah, it's crazy. No, it's incredible. Um, at the end of this Blazers-Celtics game, so Jalen Brown hit the dagger three in the corner, sort of, uh, which I mentioned Tatum had 34. He bounced back pretty well in this game. Um, but so they were down th- – the Blazers are down three with like seven seconds left. Dame gets trapped out top, and he sort of like – I guess it was an instinct for him to pass to Nurkic, who just – waltzes in for a layup but they're still down one with three seconds left (laughs) so they so they and they have no timeouts so they can't really like they're screwed um i i think hayward hit two free throws and then nurkic just throws it out of bounds and the game's over it was really really bizarre play um i don't i think i think you can't really blame lillard for making the pass because like Almost 100% of the time, it's a, that's the right play. But um, I just found that kind of weird and thought we should mention it. Um, yeah, and then uh, what people are probably surprised that we haven't talked about yet, Lakers-Clippers, um, which was Thursday. Both of us are pretty – pretty. I mean, relative to most people we know, I'd say we're – lukewarm on the Lakers still um 
So Lakers win by two in this one. Um, I don't think either team really impressed me a whole lot. Um, just overall, I felt like it was kind of sloppy. Yeah. Back, so fair enough, I guess. But Lakers didn't really look like they had much of an offense going, um, even like with or without LeBron on the court. Like it just felt really choppy. Um, they don't have a lot of guys that can like make things happen, except for LeBron, maybe. Um, and yeah, I mean, like Rondo and like Bradley might be a bigger miss than like people think. Um, and it's not a good look for them to only be the Clippers. I think it's what by two, by three, by two, right? Because LeBron game winner, so it's not a great look without uh, Lou Will and, and Harrell for for the Clippers. I agree. Um, Davis is really dominant in this game. Um, he was able to just get to the line over and over and over again. I think that people's a lot of people's reactions to this game, um, sort of the positive side of the Lakers thing, was saying that, oh, the Clippers don't have anyone who can handle AD. But then you're like, wouldn't Montrez Harrell be guarding him more than anyone else? Probably. So last series, for sure. Yeah. I mean, he, he, was, he was, like, abusing, like, Morris and Zubac. Yeah, which, like, I'm and, not super impressed about. <laughs> like, him being guarded by Zuba, by Morris especially is just a joke. Like, Morris is like... Morris playing right now is a joke. Yeah, he's, he's been horrible. <laughs> Terrible. No one's, yeah, no one's really talking about it. For the, yeah, he's been horrible for the Clippers. Um, really? The one game I, I thought he was good in was that, that road loss they had in March to the Sixers, which was so long ago. Yeah. Where he he sort of hit he had some key shots got into it a little bit with Embiid but um that's the only game he's been really bad in uh, th- both Lakers games the first the first one after they got him uh, he just got torched by LeBron at the end and it ended up losing him the game and then in this one I don't think he hit a shot um, and obviously had no no nothing else yeah no impact defensively especially if he's guarding Davis. It doesn't really make sense why he's out there. Um, I think encouraging signs for the Clippers on this one. Um, there's a lot of uh, Reggie Jackson in this game, and those minutes are going to be taken up a lot by Lou Williams, who um, someone someone described him as a possession saver, which I thought was really – Lou Williams? Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Um, five seconds left on the clock. You can get it to him. He'll get a good shot pretty much every time. I think that's – I think that's a really valuable thing, especially in the playoffs where, um, you know, there's going to be little tactical switches where you saw it at the end of this game, the Lakers really forcing Kawhi left and he just seems a lot more uncomfortable going left, which is not something I really picked up on until this game. Um, and you're starting- I don't know if any other teams really done that to him like that though. Yeah. Like, even last year, like, he was going to the left against Milwaukee and against Philly, I thought. And, like, he, was, he looked okay. Um, I think LeBron's size, if anything, kind of bothered him a little bit more than anybody else. That, that yeah, LeBron's him. way of playing defense is kind of unique. Like, his, yeah. the big t- a big takeaway from this game was that he his defense was so good. But if, you, if you're actually watching, like, his slides, he doesn't – like, if, you're, if you've ever played basketball, you're kind of taught to, like – have your hands out yeah. and sort of knees bent. He he kind of like, like arms to the side. His like arms are almost at his side, and he's he's moving at the same like 
speed, but his arms are like sort of at his side, I guess. Like it's almost like casual. Yeah. It's like either like poke the ball out or he's like, just like fouling the shit out of him and you just can't see it either way. No one's calling it. And it's, some people thought there should have been a foul in the final play where George thought he got hit. I didn't think – I thought that was bullshit. I thought that, yeah. was, that was good defense by LeBron there. Um, it, I thought it was BS because he didn't look to the ref until after the shot missed. So it was like, all right, dude, like yeah. you're just – yeah, there's no chance. Um, and then also on the, the, the missing Harold point, when LeBron catches his own miss for the game winner and there's four, there's four Clippers in the paint, I think I – think Montrez Harrell's one of one of them that he's probably not getting that rebound or something else. He's at least not putting it back. Yeah, yeah. Like someone's getting fouled or like he's not just getting a free reign to the basket. Yeah. Um, really impressive showing by Paul George in this game. Um, he like sort of like CJ, like we were talking about. He's kind of needs no airspace to get the three off. He said that he feels as good as he has since he was, um, like, top three MVP candidate in uh, OKC, I think, 2018. And, and he looked really good against you guys, too. He's shooting lights out. I mean, we – I mean, Pelicans got destroyed. Yeah. Uh, ugly. If, if not for the win against Memphis yesterday, we'd probably be having a funeral for them right now. But um, Very true. That, that Spurs game on Sunday is huge. The Spurs look kind of good. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. um, The Spurs, uh, I watched a little bit of their game against Memphis yesterday. um, And they – was it yesterday? It might have been the day before. No, it was a couple days ago, I think. Okay. Um, Yeah, DeRozan's kind of just like – he was able to take advantage of Dylan Brooks, um, who's kind of lost. Memphis hasn't won – Memphis hasn't won yet. Yeah, they're in trouble. Um, which is concerning. Like, there's a chance now that they could just not ha- be in eighth when, yeah. the, when the season and, ends. And they should have beaten Portland. Like, that was a bad loss. They collapsed. They Portland. could not yeah. not stop Dane and CJ, which is yeah. a common theme. But, but yeah, um, I mean, you, those are the games that you got to win. And, like, they had a lead, and they just couldn't hold on to it. And I, their offense, like, doesn't have a lot of flow to it either. If I'm gonna be honest, um, it's a lot of sort of like broken plays that like Jaws able to kind of make something happen, um, but it's just not not a great look. Yeah, yeah. Jared, Jared Jackson has been impressive, but other than that, and Grayson Allen has been pretty great too. Um, yeah. Other than that, like their their bench kind of uh, it's empty. Yeah, it's it's not it's not great. Like all these fun stories we were getting out of Memphis during the season about like De'Anthony Melton. Like he's just not been, he hasn't been a difference maker so far in these seeding games. And um, I think there's a legitimate case to be made that the, that your team, the Suns are the best team that are in the hunt for. We've, we've been playing like it. At I, mean, yeah. um, I think the Spurs look, pretty good I, i've been watching a lot of spurs just because my dad's a spurs fan so he always has it on downstairs so i like oh uh, catch a decent amount of them and they look pretty good but again like their their offense is a little spotty at times um which makes me worry about them their defense is, is really pretty good um especially like out of those like the bubble teams um i'd say their defense is probably the best out of any of those teams i think 
Um, you guys don't really play much defense. Definitely not the Pelicans, yeah. <laughs> um, Portland is hit or miss. I, I think they're going to win games more based on their offense than, than their defense. Yeah. Um, Phoenix, we played kind of bad defense against Dallas. Um, it didn't look great, but, like, I mean, we're – Bridges has been incredible. Um, and everyone else is, is locked in at least. And, like, a lot of the bench guys, they come in for us, for the Suns, and they just have a ton of energy. And, like, guys like Javon Carter, like, come in, and they just make life miserable for whoever the other guard is. Yeah. And, like, st- like Luca was str- – like, Luca did not like having Bridges or Carter on him the entire game. Yeah. Um, and it just looked uncomfortable. They're, like, hounding you all the way up the court. Um, and it like it doesn't really let you get into a float at all. Um, you don't really have much downtime. And I would say that like it was a lot of those guys, a lot of the bench guys, especially against Dallas, that like helped us win because like Booker was in foul trouble the whole game. Um, he eventually fouled out too, so he wasn't even playing for I think the last three minutes of the game, uh, and we still came out and won. And he like he scored a ton when he was in. I think he had like thirty two, uh, but. Guys like Cameron Payne kind of showed up. He's not. Yeah, no, I saw. Like, he can, yeah. yeah, like <laughs> he can hit three. He was a joke, like <laughs> less than two years ago. Oh yeah, no, but like he kind of came in. Like he, he can make things happen for us um, in, in like short bursts. To yeah. be fair, um, and yeah, I mean, I, I was just really impressed. Rubio is like he he kind of glides into the rim and like he makes like these layups happen that you don't really think. Like, it's not athletic. It's just, like, he just gets to the rim, and he kind of puts it up real quick, and it's like no one can block it. And you think it really should be blocked, but it can't be. Um, and so he's been huge. And, I mean, it's – I don't want to I don't want to be too optimistic, but uh, we're looking good right now. And I think we're less than four games out right now. Um, and I think if we win today and if Portland loses, which I think you said they're playing the Rockets, so it's not an easy game for them, uh, then I think we're a game out of the nine seed. So that's – it's, Which is something no one saw coming. Yeah. You know? and yeah. I mean, I, I don't – I'm not entirely sure what hard games left – what hard games y'all have left in your schedule, but, I mean – The Clippers today, I think, is the hardest game that we yeah. have. Wins against – if you beat the Clippers today, you're going to have wins against the Mavericks and the Clippers, which is pretty impressive. Two um, wins against Clippers all season, too. So. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, because we beat them way at the start of the season, I think. I didn't know that. Huh. Okay. Maybe we lost in a heartbreak. I can't even remember. It's been a long time ago. Was that when? Was that when the Suns were like eleven and five? And people were starting to get. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was like right at the start of the season. Yeah, I, I was hyped. I thought we were gonna go. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll find it, but yeah. I mean, you can you can continue okay. if you want to rant about your Pelicans. I will. That that is what I wanted to do. Um. Yeah. So. <laughs> First game of the bubble, Jazz-Pelicans. Pelicans lose a heartbreaker, lose by two. Um, I thought Ingram got a really good look at a three to win the game. He looked tired, though, in the fourth, I thought. <laughs> he did look tired. I mean, all our offense was going through him. I, I don't, yeah. I'm not surprised. Lonzo was doing jack shit. And, <laughs> um, I mean, Zion, he's a great talent. Um, he, he has no idea how to play NBA defense. Like, also, he also looks a little gassed, too. <laughs> yeah. He he can pretty much – like, if he's posting up, it's basically over for whoever's yeah. guarding him. But he – on inbounds plays, he'll just get lost watching 
something, the virtual fans, and then just get a wide open three on them and make it. Um, and the the little burst that they were playing him in in the Jazz game was pretty indefensible to me. Um, it was probably uh, it was. I mean, at the time, had we not beaten Memphis, that would have been pretty much the the dagger for us making the playoffs this year. Um, That's a, that was a game that I thought you guys should have won because the Jazz game. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, so. He didn't play in the final seven minutes and 19 seconds of the game. Um, And he was supposed to be playing short three, four-minute bursts. And he did, I think, four of them, four of those little bursts before that time. Um, Save him for, like, at least, like, the last four minutes. And then Gentry, who people have been calling – Gentry, our coach, who people have been um, wanting to get fired for, like – Four years now. Um, I swear, it's a roller coaster with him. Sometimes it's like, oh my god, what a coach! And then I was support. Okay, I was supportive. It, probably, I mean, this is ba- this is results based, but 2018 beating Portland with the the defensive yeah. scheme that was probably the peak of Gentry's um, approval rating. Arguably. Yeah, Actually, that's not true. He, he took us to the Western Conference Finals once. So. Okay. Was he your coach though? Yeah, he's head coach. He came see, in after the see, after was, the Terry Porter year. See, I thought he was like the 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 mastermind behind the. Uh yeah, yeah I mean, he was around for us for a while. I, I okay. think he, he's probably the mastermind of something in the D'Antonio era. Um, okay. But yeah, yeah I mean, he became the head coach for us for a bit, and so like was that first, against I think was that it was the, the first season the conference finals against the Lakers? Yeah. 25. Okay. Yeah. But the last time we made the playoffs is with him, and then it's just been all downhill. And it was all downhill with him, too. Like, he couldn't take us back to the playoffs either. So that's why, like, I was always a little bit down on him. And then he went to the Pelicans, and I know, like, some people like, saying that, like, especially the, the 2018 series. You guys beat Portland. It's like, oh, this guy's an amazing coach. And it's like, I, I don't know about that, man. I mean, we beat Portland. Um, a lot of people don't remember about the Warriors series. We almost won game two, if not for Curry hitting – like four threes in the last five minutes uh-huh. um, and then win game three. So that could have gone six, but anyway, um, so he, his explanation for the Zion not playing at the end of the game was uh, you'll have to ask the medical staff. Um, like we didn't have any bursts left. It's like, I understand. I, okay. I totally get that. Zion, the amount of force he's exerting every time he jumps and he lands is terrifying for his career and um, the Pelicans just as an organization worrying about his health and his legs and his knees having to carry up that much weight and all that shit. But um, what I don't understand is how you can have a minutes restriction. I have no problem with the minutes restriction. I think it's smart because I, I, I think that We'd be sort of we'd be lucky to make the playoffs this year anyway, and it's not a huge deal to me if we get swept by the Lakers versus getting a higher pick. I just don't I don't care that much. But what I don't understand is if we're gonna do all that, restricting his minutes, then why not have some of those minutes be at the end of the game when we're it's last five minutes and 
it's a freaking battle and we need any offense we can get because Ingram's the only one who can create Ingram was the only one who could create his own shot. Yeah. Reddick had a couple of those, like he you'd come off the cut, like you'd come off like a yeah. screen on the elbow and like he can just catch and shoot. They haven't been playing him enough either. I've no I've no yeah. idea why Lonzo's ever in at the end of games and Reddick isn't. Yeah. I think that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make it sense. might just be the defense, but like eh. Yeah, I mean but we should just go zero, flat zero on defense because we like we're not. We already pretty much ours. <laughs> Zion is just like Zion as our like rim protection is not like unless he's making some incredible play. Like I thought he could have blocked. I thought he would have blocked Gobert at the end, but um, I, I, I was I was pretty upset if Favors was in there. Um, so yeah, I think let's. Yeah, let's just be run and gun. We have the high, we have the highest pace in the league or whatever already. I want to see some highlight plays. I don't care. I don't care about results this season, really. I just want to see like some encouraging things. Um, okay, rant over. Um, I was gonna say that like it would benefit Zion to put him in at the end of games, anyways. Like it's might as well get him the experience. Yeah. People, that's what people want to see, too. It's not just me. Like, There is a large amount of fans that are tuning in in the fourth quarter, and they want to see Zion just go bananas. Yeah. It's not happening. Um, we should probably touch on uh, Philly. Um, yeah. Got torched by TJ Warren the other day. Uh, he had 53. They they couldn't uh, they couldn't figure out how to guard a high screen for most of this game. And he was hitting some like difficult shots. He was hitting some crazy shots, but, but uh, yeah, they tried they tried doing the top locking thing. They tried doing where um, Simmons does like the I think that's called like the trail chase or whatever, where he's just like right a lot of it. yeah a lot of different coverages to try to stop him. None of it was working. Um, Embiid was dominant in this one, but no one else for the Sixers stepped up. You got Tobias Harris, who gets paid like he's Paul George. He's almost on a max. I don't understand. The rest. Well, he gets paid like he's Jimmy Butler. I know. Right? <laughs> I've never understood the the love for him. I feel like he's never he's never. I cannot think of one time that he's like come through in a big. He's he's good in like low key, like. Throughout the season, his stats are good. But, like, yeah, if you just need him in one game to make a big play, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I've just never been a fan. They, they, did, they did beat the Spurs with a Hail Mary three by Shake Milton. But Milton and Embiid. That was so poorly defended. Yeah. Oh, my God. My Milton dad is just yeah. so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Milton and Embiid got, almost got in a fight during the Pacers game. Um, I didn't see this. You didn't see the bench when the, they were yelling no, at each no. other? Well, they okay, so they were yelling at Slay each other. And it just, yeah, and it just cuts to commercial. Oh, so no one knew what the fuck was happening. That's because, feisty. Oh, and then he came goodness. back and it was just fine, apparently. Okay, uh, yeah, I probably like. <laughs> they, they seemed to make up after the game winner. I, I just want, I want to see Philly against a good team. Um, and the Pacers are like respectable. I want to see them against like uh, Toronto. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mostly Toronto, but um, Raptors or Bucks, just to see if they're up to it. Um, because I, I still 
I can't quit them. I still believe in their – They're uh, still a finals team? I mean, probably not, but – Not anyone? <laughs> I'd probably go with the Raptors, but um, – I think I think there's some decent money to be made just putting the Raptors out of the East. Um, oh yeah, definitely. And we're gonna find the odds right now. I can't believe this hasn't been talked about. Is the